the New England Patriots might be in the market for some tight endage in the 2023 NFL draft after all. Stick around. You're about to be locked in to the Locked On Patriots podcast. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you, Foxborough faithful. Thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage and also your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. So smash that subscribe button, download, subscribe to follow Locked On Patriots wherever you get your podcasts. Pats fans, it is always my honor, always my privilege to join you here each and every day as you take time out of your busy schedules to make Locked On Patriots a part of your Pats coverage. I'm your host, Mike DeBate, and I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. Reach out to me. Let me know what's on your mind on Twitter at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. And while you're out there showing some love to the Twitterverse, please be sure to follow the Locked On Patriots account as well at L-O underscore Patriots. Pats fans, tight end is not among the most pressing needs for the Pats this year especially heading into the 2023 NFL Draft. But this is a very deep class when it comes to talent. And a weekend report, which was kind of surprising, centered around the Patriots' potential future at tight end. And it actually got me thinking a little bit. Could the Patriots select a tight end in this draft? Now, a few days ago, I shot down the rumor right here on Locked On Patriots that they would consider drafting Dalton Kincaid. I don't think the Patriots use first-round draft capital on the position. I still don't think they're going to do that in order to get someone like a Dalton Kincaid or Notre Dame's Michael Mayer. I think the Patriots are going to have to use a first-round pick to do so, and I don't think they're going to do that. But what about round two? What about round three? That could be in play, and I'll tell you just how in just a moment. But the report that I'm referring to surrounds Hunter Henry, and Anyone who's listened to the pod before knows that I've covered Henry since he was a rookie over in Los Angeles and San Diego. Really, I've been very complimentary to Hunter Henry here on the pod, as has been my guest today, Claire Classy, Claire Cooper of Pat's Propaganda, and of course, a Claire Perspective, a Patriots podcast. She'll join me here in just a moment, folks, because if you know we're talking tight ends, you know Claire's getting in on the act. She'll be here in just a moment. But NFL insider Jordan Schultz was the one that made the report over the weekend. Really, I think something a lot of us in New England took for granted. And his report read, and I quote, Patriots are not expected to release tight end Hunter Henry. The team values him as a player and as a leader, while new offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien plans to better maximize his pass-catching ability. Yeah, I really don't think there's a whole lot to be very shocked about here, folks. It's not... A bad update. It's not a good update. It's just really an update. I think it really solidifies what we all thought. Hunter Henry under Bill O'Brien with another year with Mac Jones is a good opportunity for all parties involved to utilize each other to the best of their ability. Mac gets one of his most reliable, one of his favorite targets back. Bill O'Brien gets to utilize the two tight end sets that he loves to employ. And Hunter Henry gets to return to some of the glory days that he had early here in New England in the first half 
of the 2021 season when he was catching passes and really, really developing a nice synergy with Mac Jones. The move that I'm looking at right now is something that I think in a lot of ways could be beneficial to the Patriots, and that would be either drafting a tight end for the future or maybe drafting one for the present. I'll tell you what I mean by that in just a second. The team would save over $10 million if they parted ways with Hunter Henry. So obviously, there is a financial incentive to doing so. I don't want to make it seem like Jordan just completely pulled this out of thin air. There is a financial reason to do it, but it actually would create more problems than it would solve because the Patriots would save the $10 million in salary cap room, but at the same time, they'd have to put that right back into probably filling the same position without any certainty that the person coming in here is going to be any more efficient than Tunner Henry would be, whether it be a rookie or a veteran. You're taking a chance at that point. You're better off going with the proven commodity, and that's Hunter Henry at the tight end position. So that's where this would actually make some sense. If the Patriots wanted to extend Hunter, that's the part that makes sense here. You're going to extend his contract. He enters the final year of his deal in order to do so. I understand some of the criticism surrounding him, $37.5 million. Maybe he hasn't quite lived up to that number just yet, but there is a lot of promise and a lot of potential here, especially now with O'Brien and Mac Jones. At 29 years old, you're getting him at a more favorable type of contract if he extends and does you know give you a little bit of financial room that's a possibility for patriots they could also use his final year in this contract as a bridge year and i want to give a tip and a cap and a nod to the gods to my colleague alex marth over at 98.5 the sports hub he brought this suggestion and i think this is actually really really intriguing this is a very deep tight end uh, class folks and just because the patriots may not dip their toe into the pool early it doesn't mean that they can't find potential gems later down the line even guys that could come in and be tutored by henry maybe to be his eventual replacement i'm talking guys like old dominion zach kuntz i'm talking about miami's will mallory those guys could be had on day three cost you a fraction of what it's going to cost to go out and sign a veteran tight end and they could take a player like that to capitalize on the draft class and have that player develop you know, with Henry and maybe even into Henry's replacement beyond this year. So there's a possibility that the Patriots may dip their toe into the tight end pool to get better in the future. But what about if they really are looking at this year? Well, not a lot of people believe that's a possibility. And I think this is a real long shot, but they could be in the market for a tight end a bit sooner rather than later if they do want to part ways with tight end John and Smith. Now, Again, this is a move I don't think they will make. I think Jono has really given everything he can to assimilate himself into New England. I think year three could be a big year for Jono Smith. So I wouldn't do this move. This is not something I'm endorsing. I'm just telling you that there's a scenario that exists that would be palatable, or at least I think might be palatable, to the Patriots if they see top-level talent that they feel they absolutely have to go for. If they do decide to cut Jono Smith, you can't do it before June 1st, folks. Not an option. It leaves $19 million in dead cap space. It's also going to come with a cap hit of nearly $2 million. So if any of you are thinking out there the Patriots are going to cut Jonu Smith to make cap room before Wednesday's start of the league year on March 15th, that is not happening. Um, 
the Patriots could elect a trade. Uh, the trade really doesn't give you that much as well. It does free up $4.6 million in cap room, but you're still dealing with a $12.6 million hit in dead money. So not a whole lot going on with the Patriots to try to clear room. I don't expect any movement with John U. Smith prior to June 1st. But here's where this gets interesting. A trade is going to be tough no matter what because Janu hasn't really performed all that well in terms of statistics in the two years that he's been in New England. But the Patriots could pull one off that does allow them to minimize their financial burden. If the Pats decide they're going to trade Janu Smith after June 1st, they would incur a dead money hit of only $6.4 million while opening up $10.8 million in cap savings. If New England, and this is a big if, folks, I stress this, a very big if, but if they believe that they can find a trade partner willing to satisfy their needs, they may want a more NFL-ready prospect in the coming draft. Iowa's Sam Laporta is someone that's being heavily rumored to the Patriots. Also, South Dakota State's Tucker Kraft is becoming one of the more Patriots palatable picks. Patriots palatable picks. I like that. I love the alliteration there, folks. Not to mention his last name. You know we'd love to see a Kraft catching passes here on the Gillette Stadium field, but... That being said, I will caution. I do believe this is a real long shot, but there is a possibility out there. And it's realistic enough for us to discuss. And that is where the empress of tight endage herself, Miss Claire Classy Claire Cooper, will provide her combine analysis into letting us know who tops her tight endage leaderboard and who might make the ideal patriot. Talking tight end with the Countess of Class when this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. But first, folks, today's episode brought to you by our friends over at FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the line to the point scorers to the three-pointers that are drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Patriots fans, the 2023 NFL draft class is receiving a lot of rave reviews. The Patriots have several positions of need, and this draft class is very deep at a lot of those positions. But on a national level, the Patriots are also looking at a tight end draft class that is being considered among the best in quite some time. Well, the Patriots may not have an immediate need at tight end. After all, Hunter Henry is not getting released. Folks, they never were going to release him. I don't know where that story came from, but you've heard us talk about it several times here on the pod that Hunter Henry is here to stay. Jonu Smith, not as certain. I still think the Patriots roll the dice and take their chances with him. But if the Pats are willing to dip into this very, very deep pool of tight end talent, who else would we welcome in to bring us the wisdom and counsel we all need to shift through it? She is the empress of tight endage herself, the Countess of Class, Miss Claire Classy Claire Cooper from Class Propaganda and also a Claire Perspective of Patriots podcast powered by FBC Patriots. 
Claire, thank you for joining me today. And I know you are absolutely excited beyond belief to talk your favorite subject with us today. Well, this is it. Why do you think my T-shirt says smile today? Because it's like big <laughs> smiles because it's tight-ended Wednesday. Doesn't mm. It's not really illiterate, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it does not matter. It absolutely does not matter because the midweek monarch here, we got a little alliteration there. So we'll take that. Founders class, Empress of Tight Endage. We're, you know, we're, we're working on it, Claire. We're, we got the, <laughs> We definitely have some of that going. But bottom line, this is a very deep tight end class. And I mm. know you did your due diligence about scouting as a lot of us were over the weekend with the 2023 NFL Scouting Combine, and several tight ends leaped off the page. Notre Dame's Michael Mayer, obviously, is right up at the top of the list. You've got Dalton Kincaid that's getting an awful lot. Uh, Luke Musgraves is getting an awful lot of uh, attention. There's a lot of big-time tight ends in this draft, but from top to bottom, there's a lot of potentially mid-rounders or even hidden gems here that could help the New England Patriots. Um, this is a position that the Patriots love to deploy, uh, how shall I say, competent uh, personnel <laughs> at tight end. They love to utilize good tight ends. And Bill O'Brien, for one, is very good at being able to get out of a tight end what he needs in terms of being productive on the field. When you look at this class, who caught your sharp eye this weekend as you scouted from the combine? Who should we be keeping our sharp eye on? Well, this is it. You said yourself at the beginning the tight end class it seems so deep this year and I think it was Daniel Jeremiah I may be misquoting so if it was someone else I apologize um who nope, said right. that this is probably the 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 best draft class for tight ends in at least 10 years um and if you if you're wanting if you're looking for a tight end this is the year to do it and I think he's you know looking at the names looking at the quality looking at the skill set you know, obviously, Daniel Jeremiah is pretty much always right anyway because he's mm -hmm. one of those, you know, top media guys. However, yeah, looking at what there is, there is depth and there is skill and there's also versatility. There isn't just, they aren't all the same. And that's what's making it even more difficult is it depends what kind of tight end you want, what boxes you want ticking. But there's, you know, there's a few quite well-rounded tight ends as well. So that's always good. And the other thing that's quite positive for the Patriots is, as you said, they're mid-round sort of guys with regards to the you know the wants and the needs the, the, the top wants and needs should I say of uh, teams this year being quarterback there's it, it it gives that a bit more flexibility it gives that more availability for the Patriots to be able to take one and because there's such depth because there's such quality they don't have to look at taking like a first rounder you can look at more sort of second third round guys and still be coming away with sort of I want to say value for money. I know obviously it's not a literal sense, a kind of more a metaphorical sense, but yeah, the, the good value for money when it when it comes to that. And I mean, you threw out some really good names. I mean, you I think you threw out pretty much most of the top names. I mean, Michael Mayer, I've been on sort of for a while. I think I was on him for half of last year because I'd already seen a little bit of him playing for Notre Dame, if, even not the whole year. So he's always sort of been my draft crush for a long time anyway. Um, now... <laughs> He's got a downside. He isn't perfect. He has got sort of, you know, he he's he's a good, solid tight end. He's well-rounded. The problem is he's not really out there as exceptional. He's not seen as exceptional. He's not super explosive. So there's that edge that sort of dulls his sharpness, if you like, for, for but I think he's still going to be one of those first-round tight ends or sort of one of the top-pick tight ends. So I think he's... 
his class is really a little bit sort of too rich for the Patriots. I don't really foresee them taking him unless he drops in the second round because people just don't want tight ends. This is it. We're looking at it from a Patriots perspective of they could do with a tight end. It's not the very, very top need as far as most of people concerned, but it's a, it's a high up need, you know, in that respect because of the, the sort of the, um, the contract that Hunter is on runs out this year. The fact that Johnny hasn't been, as you said, you know, hasn't really been performing after this, this season, the 2023 season, sorry, the sort of the, what's in the tight end cupboard. There isn't really anything. You've got Matt Sokol on the practice squad. If he, you know, if he comes back, if he stays kind of thing. So there's nothing really there. We're going to have the cupboard is bare again. And the last thing we want to do is go through that again. So it's definitely a, a need when it comes to the Patriots, but I haven't really looked myself at what other teams it's a really significant need obviously there's going to be teams out of the 32 there's other teams that need titans but how much and and we know that quarterback is is a big need this this season this offseason so how far is Michael Mayer going to drop potentially you know how far are these guys going to drop down the Mm. order really you mentioned um or you didn't mention sorry is what I meant to say you didn't mention uh Darnell Washington now He was initially, before the combine, it was mentioned how kind of like he's really serious physical size, serious physical physique, but he's a bit more of like a big swing tackle. That's what a lot of people looked at. Maybe he can't catch. Maybe he's a little bit slow. The combine (laughs) proved that he's not slow and he can actually catch with one hand twisted. And, you know, he... the one-handed catch that he made really kind of just, it gives him that little bit of sparkle. It really sort of polished him. Now, I know the teams and scouts will realise that, that that's in a vacuum. And this is really something that the Combine is there to help show fans what's there more than the actual teams because they're looking at the tape. They've been looking at it for the past 12, 24, 36, 48 months on these guys sort of thing. So they don't need to see one single one-handed catch by this tight end, but at the combine he really did perform well and he ran a for anybody that wants to do he ran a 464 and he's he is in the realms of I haven't got his stats in front of me I think he's six seven and three eighths or something like that I haven't got it written down I do apologize he's really big anyway and for a really big guy that's a you know that's a very good time so questions on him sort of got answered at the combine so he's another guy that maybe increased his draft stock as they say so that's another guy that is he going earlier than initially anticipated when i looked at the um the pff draft guide thanks shudders by the way um when i looked at the pff draft guide (laughs) um he was projected or he's projected to go in round three. Now I know this is all sort of if buts and candy nuts and they can only go on, on, on so much information and they only cover so many uh, different individuals in the draft guide. So it's, it's a, it's a smaller stock of information, but they've got him projected going in the third round. I don't know if he's going to wait, if they're going to wait that long, if there's someone that's really in need of a tight end, he's, he looks like the real deal, as they like to say. Now, I don't know if he's a Patriots real deal. I don't know if I'm looking, thinking he's going to go to the Patriots. So that's a question for another time anyway. But um, it's hard to reel off to you my top couple of tight ends because there were so many. I know that before we did this off air, it was like, oh, you know, give us, give us your, your top couple. It's really difficult because for somebody who loves tight ends as I do, looking at all these, looking at all this information, looking at all these names, listing off and finding out all this information, I'm like, oh, 
he's good and oh but he ticks this this and this box oh but he ticks this this and this box and oh but he's a really good guy he looked really good at the combine and oh he's really smooth (laughs) and all of a sudden you've just got this list of names of all these different all these different pieces of candy to choose from and oh you're telling me to choose one and that's just not fair because there's too many and they're all delicious and amazing um but yeah, sorry, calm it down. I, I do apologize. You knew that this was going to get energetic it because it's, well, yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. And I apologize. No, I'm and you this know is, what? This Let is my the enthusiasm you all know. This is great. <laughs> you guys this all know this. You guys all, you tuned into this, folks, because you knew. You, you just knew. So. <laughs> okay, so the list is quite significant. There's, uh, as you mentioned, the sort of the Michael Mayer, the Luke Musgrave, Dalton Kincaid, who oh, I was so sort of sad that he didn't, we wasn't able to perform at the combine because I was really looking, really hoping for the eyeball test on him. Mm-hmm. Darnell Washington, as we've talked about, took a craft. He's been talked about sort of thing as because, you know, he's maybe more of the later round and that's what people are sort of mm-hmm. looking for when it comes to the Patriots, the sort of third round maybe picks I'm hoping more the second round. I'm hoping that they look, maybe they get their cornerback and then they get somebody in the sort of second round when it comes to tight ends. But I mean, Brenton Strange, another name that looked quite good at the combine. Josh Weil of Cincinnati, another kind of long guy. He did a really smooth run. One of my favourites, Sam Laporta. Oh, he Mm. looks really powerful, solid lower body. A few people, or I say a few people, quite a few people. There's a guy from Old Don- Old Dominion, sorry, um, Zach Kuntz, mm-hmm. K-U-N-T-Z. Very yeah. wary of saying that surname. Now, tall guy, six seven and three eights, coming in at two five five. See, I've got some yeah. heights written down. I don't know why I haven't got them all written down. And really and athletic tested, for his size too. <laughs> yeah, and he tested something like. Um, 10 out of 10 on the, oh, there was a certain, I saw it on social media, there was a certain testing and he was compared and all of his stats were all in green and he's like, kind of just ticks every single box. Mm-hmm. It worries me that he kind of is lower on the list from sort of up until now and they're only taking into consideration sort of the, the, the test results kind of thing to see how good he is. So he looks really good. But I'm I'm unsure on that guy. I'm unsure if it's like um oh what did I say? Too good to be true. That's that's kind of what I'm after at this point. So, but I mean they're they're literally Kyle Patterson of Navy. Uh, sorry, Air Force. I apologise. I'm so sorry, all Air Force people, all Navy people. These guys just looked good, and that is the thing that I noticed this season over sort of the last couple of draft years that I've been able to to look at is. There's so many guys that look good. Now, some of the names that I've thrown out to you, you'll go, you'll look at his tape and be like, Claire, what are you talking about? And it's like, I'm only going on what I saw at the combine. I haven't had a chance to look at the tape on most of these guys um, since the combine. And I won't have really seen their names before because as you guys know, I, I don't really do college football. So granted, a lot of the names I've thrown at you, you might look at and say, I've seen him play college and he sucks. And that, that's, you're well within your rights and I wouldn't blame you. But I'm literally just going on what I saw at the combine, how I saw the athletic ability of these guys and how much I enjoyed sitting down, being able to watch all of this. It was like, yeah, kid in a candy store when it comes to just tight endage and, and just so many sweets there. It was, it was really brilliant. So to be honest with you, lower it's difficult to project who's sort of going to be lower round but my top one I want everybody to keep their fingers crossed 
because I really like the look of Sam Laporta. Now, I know he has a downside of, I've seen some tape on him, you see, because I really liked the look of him. So I went and had a look at some tape on, some highlights on the internet. Contested catches aren't his best thing. He he seems to suffer when it comes to contested catches. Now, I'm not sure, because I, as you all know, I've never played the game of football. If that's something that he can develop, that he can grow, that he can improve, if that's the case then I really, really want this kid because he looked really, really good. And he, he, the benefit of being a Patriots fan is he's projected a second, third round guy. So he's projected in that area that it feels better to take a tight end when you're the Patriot because it, it drops down the, the couple of needs. We've ticked off the top needs. And by the time we get to where we take a tight end, we, we took the ones we really needed sort of thing. So it feels like it's doable and it's reasonable. Um, that's a good one. It's reasonable <laughs> to take a tight end at that kind of time. So, yeah, but I, I can't really give you just a couple of names because we've talked about all these and we've listed all these off. There's just so much quality there this this year, as as we said, as General Jeremiah said. It's just it's a, just a beautiful, delicious tight end class this year. <laughs> it really is. I mean, from top <laughs> to bottom, you have every type of tight end, every type of need that yeah. this team could possibly want is there for the taking, whether it's in the early rounds. Or whether it's in the later rounds, Laporta is he someone that really has caught. <laughs> yeah, it really has, and Laporta is someone that's caught my eye. You mentioned Kraft; mm. these are all prototypical Patriots folks. But which one of Claire's eye catchers will actually catch on <laughs> with the Patriots? Which one would make the prototypical ultimate New England Patriot? Better yet, folks, which one are likely? to be New England Patriots. We're going to talk about that in just one moment when this tight endage combine recap discussion here on the Locked On Patriots podcast continues. Patriots fans, the illustrious Claire, Classy Claire Cooper joins me here today. Columnist extraordinaire from Pat's Propaganda, recently celebrating her second anniversary with the site. Congratulations, Claire. And also, don't forget, the host of a Claire Perspective, a Patriots podcast, one of the best listens out there. If you haven't checked it out, definitely go ahead and do so. I also wish you a very happy International Day of the Woman here on Locked On Patriots. Claire, we're talking your favorite subject. This is right in your wheelhouse, and you've broken off the wisdom and counsel meter. This is way, way beyond uh, what I could have even hoped for. So you're already illuminating all of us <laughs> with some great, great knowledge. But as prolific as this tight end class has a chance to be, and I do agree with Daniel Jeremiah. I think this is one of the best I've seen in quite some time. Ultimately, it's going to determine, or its success in New England is going to be determined by whether or not any of these tight ends find their way to New England and make good New England Patriots. The last time there was a big tight end class for the New England Patriots, or supposedly a big tight end class for the New England Patriots, Patriots actually didn't dip into it at all. They go a little bit against the grain in a lot of these circumstances. But this one, I think there are several players that could tempt the Pats to maybe dip their toe into this pool. When you look at some of the players that you've scouted, that you've mentioned here today, or maybe some you haven't, who do you think would make the best fit in New England for the Patriots, especially in a Bill O'Brien offense? See, this is why it was so tricky, because the class has such depth mm -hmm. and it feels like it's got the one thing that sort of really wanted to mention that I didn't get a chance to is how the the depth is here when it comes to tight ends versus mm -hmm. the depth at the wide receiver class the wide receiver class this this year really is lacking in comparison to maybe the last two three years and 
I mean, it's it's being compared to a seriously dynamic class that's been the last few years. So when you're looking at a when you're looking at a weapon, as people like to say, ready comments for those that are listening. When you're looking for that weapon, I, I just think that this year, when you look at the draft, I know people don't want to, but offenses can be kind of worked around a weapon that isn't a wide receiver. You know, the the top weapon, as we keep saying, can be a tight end. Now it's not usual, it's not and it's not prolific throughout, you know, throughout the league because there aren't necessarily that many hits when it comes to top tight ends. Granted, a lot of people are wary to take a tight end in the first round because this there seems to be so many busts over so many successes. And most of the top tight ends that we've had or that we've seen didn't even come in the first round. I mm. think there's I I I don't even know if I can mention any top tight ends in the league at the moment that actually were taken in the first round of the draft. So that really sort of taints people's opinions when it comes to tight ends, I believe anyway. Um but it's definitely the year sort of to take one. Um as 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 we said as, as Daniel Jeremiah said. And when it comes to the Patriots I'm worried that the double dipping with Asi Asi and Keen <laughs> maybe have really sort of concerned people because yeah, when you when you start to say the name Dalton Kincaid, I think everybody starts to tense because it's Dalton like Dalton Kincaid. Yep. It's so it's so exactly. very close. It's like, oh, you're not gonna say that, are you? And with all due respect to Dalton Keen and you know, nothing against the guy, he just he was injured and we just didn't really see much yeah. of him. So Absolutely. but there's still that kind of those two Titans and they even moved up to get one. Those two Titans just didn't really work out. And unfortunately recently Patriots have got tight endage that hasn't really worked out because you've got the likes of Devin Asiasi, Dalton Keane, Johnny Smith, free agency. I know it's not a draft free agency. So their workings of tight endage hasn't been the most successful. So I know that people are looking at this draft class thinking, well, okay, yeah, there's some really good quality there, but we don't know if we want the Patriots to take a tight end. We want that wide receiver. no, Listen, we want the tight end. We want this top tight end to work the offense round. And to that end, we'll have to refer to notes because there's just too many names and there's too, too much information. So I do apologize, uh, folks, <laughs> to you. But I mean, you've you've got individuals and I, I will go back to it because I know he is one of my favorites. But if you go back to kind of um, uh, Sam Laporta, mm-hmm. he's going to be a weapon, um, you know, on the seams, flat routes, crosses his speed and combined with his dynamicness in space <laughs> I can't read my that's a word that it's counts a, as yeah, a word, it's a word that, we'll go with that we'll go with that we'll go with that but yeah you get my point folks obviously i can't read my own writing so it's really really tragic but you get my point you've got individuals that aren't necessarily just what you think of when you think of a tight end. They're not just these guys that are here just to, you know, make blocks. They're not these big guys just to stand there sort of thing. They are there for pass catching, you know, to get into the end zone and, you know, to, to really make an offense come alive. And the thing is, it, it it's difficult to pick even from a list like this for two reasons, because the list is so prolific and because there's got different, there's got such skill sets and we've got such a, you know, there is still a variety of skill sets there. The tight end position we know is a really difficult position because it, it sort of has to take into consideration so much of the offense. The other thing is not 100% sure how the offense is going to be run now. Yeah, you can argue, well, you've got Bill O'Brien. He's the same guy. Yeah, I fully appreciate that. But he's coming back into the league. He's coming back in from college. He's coming back into the Patriots after a sort of a sabbatical, if you like. 
with a different quarterback. Now, you'd say, well, he's still sort of the, he's still a football intelligent quarterback. He's not, you know, he's not necessarily a, a moving quarterback, that kind of thing, a running quarterback. But it's difficult to look at this list personally, if you like. There may be other people that receive much more experience that to, and really pick out a sort of a shining example because things are so different in the league now. Things are so different in the sport now, sorry. And the way that Bill O'Brien is going to run this offense could be so different to how we are used to seeing him run this offense. Of course, there's going to be similarities. Of course, you know, there's going to still be the Patriots way. He's still going to utilize it like that because he's got a football smart sort of quarterback who who isn't going to run, you know, that kind of thing in Mac Jones. But I think it's difficult to really pinpoint who will work the best be- because of that. I mean, they picked up Johnny Smith. And I, I hate to keep using him as an example, but you can't help it. He's an athletic, dynamic oh, – he was, maybe, is what I should say. But I mean that with no disrespect. Uh, you know, this athletic specimen of a tight end, and people were convinced – that they were going to go double tight ends. They were going to utilize them very similar to how Gronk and Anders were utilized, that kind of thing. Right. And it fell so flat. It, it goes into the minus figures almost be, just because it didn't work. So when you look at this list and you look at these tight ends and you look at the sort of the really dynamic guys, as much as you'd say, well, he might work because he's so dynamic because he's so athletic that has kind that kind of fell flat in New England. Now it fell flat before Bill O'Brien. So it, might it work now? He's here. It it's such a lot. There's just so much to sort of take into account to take into consideration. The one thing that I think that sort of really is the important thing is the skill set depth there at the draft. And I just really hope that the Patriots hit on something this year, because mm-hmm. the last thing that we really want to look at is coming out of this draft class and them not doing any dipping when it comes to tight endage. Maybe they pick up um, an undrafted free agent who ends up on the, on the practice squad. And then Hunter Henry runs out his contract and you look back and you just think this was the best tight end class you were going to get in the last decade, you know, since Gronk almost, if you like, I know that's a little bit more than a decade, but since the, you know, since the coming of Gronk and stuff like that, there, there isn't such, such depth of quality. Sure. There might be a really good tight end next year. There might be two really good tight ends next year. I know that I've been given a couple of names by Alex Bath and Brock Bowers is one of them. Hmm. So yeah, you're going to have a sprinkling next year um, of really good times, but are you really going to see the, the mass that you see this year of names? And I just think it's just important to take some. That's a good point. That is a very, <laughs> very good point. And I'm glad that you mentioned of, that because of, there are <laughs> several targets that you can throw a dart at this year and actually hit the bullseye or not so much the bullseye, yeah. but at least hit the mark in an area that's going to be able to allow you to improve your team. I've been very vocal right from the beginning. I think the Patriots' biggest need right now heading into the draft is on the offensive line at the tackle position. I think the tackles that they want in free agency, the guys that are worth the type of contract that they're worth, are going to be priced out of the Patriots' range. So what does that mean? Mm -hmm. It means you're probably going to dip into the, um, uh, the draft to be able to find adequate help. There's a deep class when it comes to offensive tackle, so something to consider there. The other factors are, I think that one and one A, or really two and two A, I guess, if you want to really get technical about the Patriots' needs, I would think a wide receiver and cornerback. So I'd have tight end pretty, you know, f- further down on the list because of what you have with Hunter Henry and with John o. Smith. But there are two factors that I think will factor into the decisions here. One 
is going to be what are the Patriots going to do with John Smith? We know that they're going to keep Hunter Henry in the fold this year. I think he's a perfect candidate for an extension. Uh, we'll get a little more financials on what that might look like later in the week, folks. So keep a sharp eye tuned to Locked On Patriots for that info. But we know that there is a leadership capability and also an on-field prowess and synergy with Mac Jones that keeps him here. We're not quite hearing the same thing when it comes to John Smith. And it makes me wonder if the Patriots see something in this draft class that would allow them to maybe take a tight end of the future, someone that could be a nice compliment to Hunter Henry in this offense, in a Bill O'Brien-type offense, that could be interesting. I still think Jono is going to be the guy, but if the Patriots were to dip into it, two guys that you mentioned, you mentioned Sam Laporta. I love all the things that you love about this kid. Adequate size, <laughs> 6'4", 249, yeah. without any questions. 11.2 yards per catch. This kid is a tremendous route runner, folks. Go ahead, take a look at some of the film that he's got on uh, him during his time with the Iowa Hawkeyes. You'll really, really fall in love with the way this kid catches the football. One of the most shorthanded pass catchers in the Big Ten in 2022. And that's not an easy conference to stand out in. Sam Laporta did that. I really like, more I see of him, the I really like Tucker Kraft. And not just because of his last name. I think it'd be hilarious to have a Kraft catching passes <laughs> in New England when there's a Kraft in the owner's box. You know RKK is going to love that. He will absolutely, you know, really, really appreciate it. But look, there's a lot of projectionable skill set in Tucker Kraft that I think really makes him a good Patriot. Run blocking duties, able to do, um, you know, his uh, due diligence there, but a very good pass catcher. And someone that is versatile and someone that is, I believe, tough and athletic enough to be a perfect complement to Hunter Henry in the two men, uh, the two tight end personnel, the 12-man personnel. He's wide, just like Hunter Henry is, but tip of the cap, not of the gods to my good friend Taylor Kyle, <laughs> who I think had a very, very good comparison. He says he is Hunter Henry with a little bit more yak ability and a little more mean streak mm. as a blocker. That type of similar skill set is what John o. Smith was supposed to come in here with, with more of the skill set as a move tight end in the end, uh, the red zone. This kid could come in and definitely do that. So those are my two picks out of this class. If the Patriots are going to make a dip into this, and it's going to be in the early rounds, or I should say mid-rounds, these are two guys that I would definitely have my eye on if I'm the New England Patriots. But again, Claire, you know, you always, always bring the wisdom and counsel the way only you can, and especially when it comes to tight endage prospects for the Patriots. I think you've given us all a lot to consider and a lot to watch. And I know this has been a blast for you this last week, getting a chance to get to know these players um, as they head into the 2023 NFL draft. Uh, before I let you go today, any more parting wisdom and counsel for our adoring public when it comes to the tight endage class of 2023? I was just going to add, because obviously when I sat and watched the combine, I made little notes, just little random things that I sort of, that I will test on guys. So I went back quickly as you were talking and looked at what did I put for Tucker Craft? Because I thought, he sounds okay. Yeah, he sounds all right. He sounds like he's one of those. And I put, it's really funny because a lot of the time I just write, nice, nice, nice run, nice run. I've got that Tucker Craft had solid legs. Mm. I've got, yeah, solid lower body, six, four, three, and six, four and three quarters. And he did the, um, the cone drill in just shy of seven seconds. So yeah. Um, mm. Quite good. That's it. I'm just trying to look through for um, what I actually put about him because I remember seeing him actually. 
He he missed one catch in the gauntlet, so that was a bit like mm. he had nice tracking on the deep run over the shoulder catch. I was I quite liked that one. Yeah, um, yeah, nice long run look for the ball over the shoulders. Nice jump and catch. See, there's there's a lot of nice written next to his number because <laughs> I, I I've got the numbers down more than the names, but there's a lot of nice. So yeah, I, I could be on board if the if they announce the Patriots take at whatever pick took a craft. Yeah, I'm with South Dakota State. I'm not adverse to that. To be honest with you, the way that the the draft the the class is so deep, I'd love a double dip. Just, but <laughs> of course I would. Of course I would. Oh, that's such a silly thing. But I just mean as an objective Patriots, but okay, semi-objective Patriots fan. Um, <laughs> I just like the double dip, just because it's the worry of they're letting so much talent through their fingers, and and they they really need to stock up. The cupboard is so bare, as I said after Hunter Henry finishes out his contract, even if he's extended. The cupboard feels so bare when you want two tight ends. You need depth because you if you always want two tight ends on, on the field, you need three tight ends because then you, you need to switch one out and stuff like this. So for me, it definitely kind of needs I, – I feel it should be a double dip at tight end in the draft. And I know that pretty much 99.3% of Patriots fans who are listening to this are going, oh, my gosh, this woman is crazy. She's too into tight ends. And, yes, folks, I am, but you all knew that, so you can't be surprised. And I will give you this parting one of, okay, don't double dip at the draft, but maybe you could bring Ryan Iso back as your tight end three. <laughs> Claire will yes, not I went get there. off of the Ryan Izzo train. He's going to cut that out, folks. He'll probably cut that out. So you oh, no, I'm that. not. I'm leaving that in there. No, we're definitely leaving that in. That is a part of the lexicon here on Locked On Patriots. That is canon. It's in the can. It is ready, ready to go at a moment's notice. And we will bring that back up for our Greatest Hits episode coming out soon. So be on the lookout for that. But uh, no, all kidding aside. I think you've made some great points and definitely given us all a lot to look at when it comes to this tight endage class. Folks, who do you believe out of this class might be prototypical mm-hmm. Patriots? Is it Sam Laporta? Is it Tucker Craft? Is it the earlier rounds? Is Michael Mayer the top gem of this class? And will the Patriots take a dip in there or will they look to the later rounds? There's a lot of options and Claire has laid them out as well as anyone in the business. That is why she is the Empress of tight endage. And that's one of the big reasons why we love having her here each and every Wednesday. Folks, thank you so much for taking the time to make Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage and your first listen every day. Now that you've made us your first listen, please make your second listen. Our good friends over at Locked On NFL Draft. Folks, my colleagues, Damian Parson and Keith Sanchez of the Draft Network continue to crush it. All the information that you need. Check them out, subscribe, download, follow wherever you get your podcasts, and also be sure to check out the podcast of my illustrious co-host here each and every Wednesday, A Claire Perspective, a Patriots podcast. She is the solo host of that show and does a tremendous job with some of the great guests all throughout sports media, not just in Patriots realm, but all over the NFL. So be sure to check that out wherever you get your podcasts. On behalf of the illustrious Claire Classy Claire Cooper, I'm Mike DeBate. Continue to stay safe and stay well. Be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone. And we'll see you again tomorrow right here on Lockdown Patriots.